This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. No, I've torn him to shreds. I said I hated it. Like, this is my personal opinion. I got an email, obviously. <laughs> I, would, I did not know that you would have gotten in trouble for that. <laughs> so much trouble. Like, you could have reached out to me first. Where's your professionalism? There was nothing positive about that. It was a scathing review. You should really think twice before you ruin relationships in this industry for a quick viral moment. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, Jen. Thanks for coming on the podcast, finally. Hi, I'm so excited. I am too. And this has been something that we've been planning for, (laughs) I'm not kidding how long, like over a year. Well over a year. (laughs) Because we were planning on it when you came to my apartment in Miami. That was like COVID times, I think. Yeah. And then were were we supposed to swap? And then I was like literally three hours late or we weren't going to swap. Did we swap? Have you? We didn't swap. I've never been on the podcast. Are you sure? I'm like 100% positive. Because now I'm like, this is my debut. But I do remember I was like literally two hours late because I was so confused by traffic because I'm in New York so I'm not used to it okay that's probably what it was and then yeah we just did yours and then I did yours when we were here and now I'm like okay we need to do I know you need to finally come on my podcast I'm here it's time divine timing yeah and also I like in-person ones better and so since I come to New York so often it just makes sense that we would do this once you start in person it's really hard to go back yeah and I want to talk to you about your podcast and like content because I feel like you have really become like a content queen. I wow, <laughs> I will take that. Thank you. Just because of what you do for work. Mm-hmm. And then also you have so many different platforms that you're doing. And I'm someone that I've been doing social media for a long time. How long have you been doing it? Like five years, which okay, is way longer than I like to admit. No, because, that's no, but like looking back at like, you know, when you start, you're like, oh, this is going to take me. It's a long game, but like in two years, I'll blow up or whatever. But I don't have those feelings towards it anymore. And I've let go of all expectations and I just let it roll. But I think I started YouTube five years ago and then podcast. You're actually the one who told me to start a podcast. That yeah. must have been like, I don't know, two and a half years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I think it's probably like three years ago. I think it was 2021. Yeah. Because it was makes- like pandemic ish time. So two, three years. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. And I've been doing it though for 12 years and I didn't take it full time until eight years in. So, you know, slow and steady, I think is the way to go. And I no longer have that pressure on myself, which is so freeing because I used to be like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to be full time on it. And I quit my job and was like, we're going to blow this shit up in the next few months. And then it's like too much when you put that much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like resonate with people, I feel like, because you're doing it, even if you think you're doing it for the right reasons, it's like it's not authentic because you're putting pressure on it. A hundred percent. And I feel like you're so desperate to like make anything work. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, OK, what video is going to go viral? What's going to get the most views? And your brain is only thinking about like virality and like what's popular that you're not even making content you like or your audience likes. Totally. Like, and okay, this person blew up because of this. Let me try this. This person did it. And then it's like a mix of random things that people don't care about. It's also funny you say that because I used to be so obsessed with strategy. 
And I was so strategic and like thinking about the algorithm and like researching what's doing well for other people on TikTok and YouTube. And I've just fully let go of all of that. And now it feels like the ball is just rolling so much more organically now. And me and you are very similar in that like I like to work. Yeah. So I actually don't even have that goal of like I want to just create videos for myself for work. I actually have come back to this place of enjoying the stability and structure Mm -hmm. of a full-time role as long as I'm learning and in a space where it can still like complement what I do on the side. Yeah. I do see myself once I like have a house and kids, like I do see myself being a full-time YouTuber and whatnot, but that pressure is no longer there for like this season of my life. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, for me, I'm able to do it full time, which is amazing. But I've always been like, I want to do something else still. Like, I don't know what my content would be if I just was a creator. And that's it. And you get in a funk too with it. It's like, okay, day in my life. You know what? It gets like kind of boring or when it becomes your job, it's a little less fun. Yeah. And I think you're someone who likes to work. And I feel like the idea of hustling to start your app and everything was probably more exciting to you and then everything else it's kind of you can do it as you get inspired exactly and then it takes the pressure off it also I feel like I'm providing value to people because I sometimes feel like okay if I'm just doing a day in the life every day or like that's all my content is it's like weekly and daily vlogs but I don't have anything to really like provide to people you know like yeah what am I sharing am I just sharing this is my makeup routine this is what I'm doing today this is Uh, I'm so busy. I have to run to the grocery store and I have to, you know, and then what value is like, I understand it's entertaining because I like watching other people's mundane, boring days. Yeah. So I get that. But if I'm doing this for like five years and that's all I'm doing, then I always wonder, like, why would people stick around? Well, they feel connected to you, but I think more so what it is, is like, it's not fulfilling for you. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you know I'm what like, I mean? Because I like watching people. Because like, I'm the same way. Anything. I'm like, wait, what's my why behind this? You yeah. know, it's like, okay, I can keep just sharing vlogs. And that's kind of why I was so strategic with YouTube and like so resistant to just doing NYC vlogs. Yeah. Because I was like, who cares? Yeah. But when you think of it as like a community builder and just like creative expression and whatnot, while I'm providing value in other ways along the way. I've kind of released control over that, but that's also because I honestly don't have the time for these like strategic sit down videos anymore. Me too. So I like kind of took a break from YouTube because of that. And then I realized as people were DMing me like, where are your vlogs? Miss your vlogs. I was like, oh, people do just want to connect. Yeah. And that's okay too. And that can fulfill me in a different way. And you, as opposed to like TikTok vlogs, you can provide value in a YouTube vlog. I agree. I agree. And also with YouTube, my YouTube numbers have definitely gone down. Like definitely I like do not get as many views as I used to like two years ago. But I also know that the people that are watching my YouTube videos like really care. And nowadays social media has changed because people now are fed things. They don't have to search for anything. Right. So you're not searching for a vlog about XYZ. Yeah. You're not going on YouTube and being like, what should I, I mean, some people are, but you're not going on social media and asking yourself, what do I want to see? It's being told to you. So it's like Instagram and TikTok and all the other platforms are like, here you go. This is what you want to see. This is what you need because of the algorithms. And so you don't have to do any work of picking what you want to watch anymore. You're so right. So when people watch your YouTube videos, that's like the highest compliment because they're like actively choosing to watch your video. 
Not just because they're bored, because if they're bored, they could just scroll on TikTok, but because they, like, actually want to see what you're posting about. Yeah, and I feel like no one's even anymore searching for, like, NYC vloggers. Like, no yeah. one's searching for it. They're waiting for someone to recommend it or for YouTube to recommend it. Or they're just hooked on the people they're already watching. Like, honestly, as a consumer, I have my few vloggers that I watch whenever they post. It's kind of like a new season of Love Island or reality TV. It's like it's hard to get into it because you don't know or care about these people yeah. yet. But once you stick around, you get invested. So it's really hard to break that barrier kind of coming into someone's space like on their YouTube algorithm because they don't care about you yet, which is why like you try to get strategic and the SEO and the sit down videos and whatnot. But I've kind of just if you don't put pressure on it and you don't have a timeline you're setting for yourself and you're consistent over time, like the people will come. And I feel like now that I don't have this, like, I don't want to work full time, like crazy stress mentality, which is also part of just like growing up and having different priorities. And yeah. like, I kind of really prioritize now financial stability, which yeah. I didn't as much when I was like on my parents insurance at 24. And yeah, that was kind of more the time to like take a risk and hustle and have part time jobs or whatever. But like, priorities shift. And I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, -N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? 
Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I feel the same way where before I quit my job, I remember financial stability was like the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if I'm going to quit, I have to be making money already. Like I can't quit to dry this out and like go for it. Like it has to be something that's already a secure thing. I really admire people that just make the leap and do it. No, I think you did it better. <laughs> like I have no regrets. And just for context, I two years ago was in my PR job. I was in PR for a few years. Pandemic hit, dove into YouTube during lockdown because I had been on YouTube, but not consistent. And then I was like, okay, now is my time. Ended up just like severely hating working in PR because I just felt like all my energy was going to that. And I needed more time to dive into YouTube, whatever. I forgot you worked in PR, actually. Yeah. Now that you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what your full-time job was. I worked in like celebrity PR. I was like walking Sabrina Carpenter and Hillary Duff down red carpets. Like I had like a crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like BTS. Uh-huh. Who else? Like Cheryl Crow. Like really major people. Oh, wow. Yeah. I worked for their publicist out of college. And then I pivoted to like wellness brand PR. Ended up just literally crying every day because all I wanted to do was create content. And so I quit without making enough money. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hustle. I worked at the front desk of a workout class. I did freelance consultations, like just a bunch of things to like be able to pay my rent while also focusing on YouTube and everything. But let me tell you, it was chaos <laughs> and it was really fun and every day looked different. But fast forward a few years later, I really have a newfound appreciation for like the everyday structure of a nine to five and financial stability, which I never thought I would. But then again, there is a cap on your paycheck. So like yeah. when you work for yourself, you can kind of take on an extra client or whatever it is to kind of yeah make more money. But I don't know. I just think there's pros and cons to both. And I never thought I'd be back in this. I'm so grateful I made that leap, but I was so financially insecure at the time. And like, I still am that I do envy that you kind of like knew how to form a path to like make enough money to quit and like save up. But when you're an entry-level PR in New York City, there yeah. is no saving. No. Every single penny you're making is going to rent. So like, 
there really wasn't an opportunity to save up when you're not like big enough on YouTube or whatever to make these big brand deals no, to save up. A hundred percent. I was not able to save anything when I was, you know, five years in, six years in. Like for me, it was really that last year that I was yeah. like, okay, I'm actually starting to make money on this thing. But I felt like I couldn't even get to that point because I had no time. It was like a crazy, yeah. weird, just like, I don't know. I had a moment of panic and I just went for it. And I'm so glad I did because I learned a lot. And I had my season of hustling around New York City and part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And I made so many friends through that that like understand that hustle of not working in a nine-to-five. So I'm really grateful for it. And it taught me a lot. But I feel much more stable now. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you were working at like Rumble. Yeah. That was the workout studio. And then now you went back to work. So what do you do now? And then why did you make that decision? Go back. So right now I work at Dear Media. It's been about a year. And that was like my way back into full time. Like I was fully doing my own thing for a year and a half, I would say. Right now I'm a video creator. So all the other video creators at Dear Media kind of create all the content that's on all the Dear Media accounts. So all those clips from all of their podcasts and shows, those creators make and handle the Dear Media accounts. I am solely the video creator for the Skinny Confidential podcast. So that's the CEO's podcast. Does every podcast have a dedicated video editor or? No. So there's just a team that curates the Dear Media feeds and they all divvy up which clip they're editing. But for me, I'm the full making the content calendar and videos and trailers and teasers for Skinny Confidential. I run their TikTok. And that's what I'm doing from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. And then I still have my podcast and YouTube on the side. So it's been a lot. But the reason I made that jump back in, there was a moment where everyone was getting engaged and bachelorette trips and like travel and gifts. And I just literally didn't have the money to spend on it and was feeling too burnt out to figure out a way. And like, there's a whole side of freelancing that people don't talk about where you have to be the one invoicing and doing all the CEO stuff where right now I'm editing and creating videos for the Skinny Confidential, but I don't have to do what Michael Bostick's doing. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like I'm just given the task and I can just do it and then go to bed. (laughs) Like I really am not good at organizing finances and all that. And like, it was just stressful to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really want to pitch more clients and take on more work. Like I was just overwhelmed with being pulled in 10 different directions and waking up at 5 a.m. to go to Rumble. And I was just kind of at an epiphany of if I can go back to a full-time job in a capacity where it's actually benefiting my outside work and my future self, PR, I didn't feel like was going to, yeah, it wasn't going to compliment like my future YouTuber podcaster self. Yep. Working at Dear Media, of course, is between networking, but then also everything I'm learning about promoting a podcast. So. That's why I made that decision and I've been here like about a year. Yeah. And also I love that you said that like entrepreneurial side or the freelance side, like people don't talk about how stressful it is because it is glamorized a lot and it is something that's like, oh my God, you work for yourself. Like that's amazing. Not everyone wants to do that. And also it is a lot of work. Like there is a huge benefit in being like, you know what? I'm going to clock in, I'm going to clock out and I'm going to get my paycheck. And then on the weekends, I don't have to think about work at all. I can go out, I can have fun with my friends, I can spend my paycheck, I can spend my money that I've set aside. And then, okay, Monday through Friday, yeah, you're going through the motions. But then again, on the weekend, you're free. At night, you're free. 
Totally. Like, I mean, I'm not because I work on my side hustle. Well, yeah, but, but <laughs> most people, yes. Yeah. But there is also something to be said for like the fact that you have to, like for me, I am still, I feel like an entrepreneurial spirit because I can't help but have all these side hustles and I still see that in my future. But yeah. if I was going to start an app or something, like I would start it with someone. Like I wouldn't do a podcast with anyone or anything mm-hmm. creatively, but if I was going to start a business, I would want someone to compliment me that is better at that more invoicey finance organizational yeah. side because that's what I hate. And then I would take on more of the marketing, the social yeah. and all of that. Like to do everything when you start a business on your own mm-hmm. and you really probably feel so much guilt when you take time off because it's all kind of dependent on you. Yeah, I totally agree that one, I do think that you're going to eventually just like do your own thing. 100%. I won't even lie. Like like that, I'm not going to be like a corporate girly forever. Yes, no, I definitely (laughs) see you doing your own thing. But I agree, knowing your strengths and weaknesses in that is so important because it's not just the creative side that you see on Instagram or TikTok. That's one side of it. Totally. But like, how are you going to actually scale this and build this? Like that's a whole other side. And I think you can learn a lot also from who you're working for. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to be an entrepreneur, you don't know quite what you want to do yet or whatever it is. Like it's okay to be in a nine to five. It's not a waste of time. If you're kind of like strategic and intentional that where you work, like totally. Yeah. The reason I'm working here is because I want to be a podcaster one day. So I'm learning the business of podcasting while providing the value that I have to them. So I think you can learn a lot from who you're working for. And like to kind of be intentional about where you decide to work is also a good idea if you feel like you are more of an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. I'm like taking my time, but I'm learning. Like, I think that's why PR stressed me out so much because I was like, why am I here? No, that's <laughs> when I was working at Accenture, like so far from what I wanted to do. Right. I was testing an app like that was my jo- it was Wait. literally which now I mean, it's funny. Cause well, like, app, but it was with at like the a tech time. analyst. Yeah. yeah. And I was working for this like the client was like a financial institution. I think I said it once in a YouTube video and then people were like, you know, you're not allowed to say who your client is. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, so I had to delete that Wait, clip really? from the video. Yeah, I had no idea. Now that you <laughs> mentioned it, I actually never mentioned my clients in my YouTube videos when I worked in PR. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Like, that's like a no-no. And well, I was like, oh, You're also allowed. I got in trouble when I was in PR because I promoted a Lululemon mat and Lululemon was a client of my agency, but it wasn't my client. So I just didn't think twice about it. I had like a whole HR meeting. Really? I had a client. Wait, was it a brand deal or was it just you being like, I love this? Oh, well, that's after they dove deep into my channels. What happened was I worked for the class by Taryn Toomey. Like that was my client. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. It's a workout class. They loved my YouTube channel and they were like, you have to review our class. And I was like, 100%. They gave me my 30 days. I reviewed it. And then I got called into HR. My boss thought it was a great idea, but I got called into HR. They were like, you have to disclose that this is a client. You have to run this by us. You have to take this video down. Especially because you love health and wellness stuff. So then if you can't talk about that on your YouTube channel without having to go through all these like legal hoops. Goodbye. It was like kind of the beginning of the end for me. I don't think companies are as crazy about that anymore. Yeah, I'm sure they are, but it's not as much of a shock anymore. I feel like so many people are on social media that it's not like, yeah, shocking for someone to post a YouTube video. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. But yeah, so I was doing something totally like that I did not want to do at all for Accenture. So that's why I was like, okay, goodbye. Like I don't want to do this. Was not helping me. It was right. not benefiting me. 
I would look at my boss and like the people above me and I was like, that's not where I want to be. Exactly what my thought so process was. So I'm leaving. <laughs> Which is why the role of Dear Media, I'm like Michael Moore and that's exactly where I would exactly. love to be. And I've never felt that in a full-time job before. So that's kind of a goal of mine is either that if I'm going to be in a full-time role, it's I look up to my bosses or I'm learning things for my future that benefit me even like more than I'm providing. I don't want to work somewhere where I'm overqualified and like not learning anything. Yep. I, at this point, I'm like, I want to be in like a video production role so that when I am fully in YouTube one day, I have all this knowledge from my past job. So I'm yeah. just like being more intentional about the jobs I choose and putting less pressure on needing to like make it on social media right now. I guarantee. I mean, you already have grown a lot on social Thank media you. <laughs> since you've been. At oh, for sure. Media. <laughs> what have you learned from them for like setting up a successful podcast or growing on social media? Because I will say for me, so I'm doing like a real, real rebrand mm -hmm. and I really okay. want to get serious on like videos going up on the same day that my audio. Like I am so I get it. bad at organization when it comes to podcasts. I get it. All my other social media channels, I'm pretty good at. I will like take pride in that. I'm like, okay, I upload a YouTube video weekly pretty much. I'm, you know, randomly on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Like I'm pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. Podcast for some reason is so hard for me to get organized. Honestly, me too. And I think it might just be because we started with YouTube. So we're yeah. so the schedule that's so ingrained in our brains. And then yeah. like, Instagram's kind of something you're on every day. Like, I think it's just kind of like the last thing that we've adjusted to. I think that's all it is. But I always thought it was my easiest of platforms because at first it was like audio only and you throw it up and that's it. Yeah, when it was audio only, it was easier. <laughs> and now it's like, it's not just a podcast. It's a YouTube video, which is, as a YouTuber, you know, like lots of work. Like YouTube, just uploading that video, you need the thumbnail, you need to edit it, you need to do the SEO. And it's like, it's a whole thing yep and then on top of that you're making tiktok so it's kind of like everything you do for your personal brand and rella you now also the podcast is like its own brand as opposed to youtube's kind of part of your personal brand yep. the podcast you have to promote every other company essentially right it's like you have to promote it everywhere as you would like you would promote yourself for rella yeah so i think that's why it's kind of like the promotion of it is whole other beast <laughs> which I need help with so give us tips on okay. like what you've learned from how to best promote a podcast what's your structure like for your own podcast because I love the way you promote yours thank you you've gotten a lot of videos that have done really well like I've seen on like TikTok they've done really I just well. had a random video get two million and I was like what I need to keep this strategy going okay so I don't have a TikTok, TikTok. account I know because I'm like oh it's just a whole other one but do you think I should okay so I'll be honest the reason it's so ingrained in my mind because it is all I do for the Skinny Confidential all day long. I'm batching all those TikTok clips really freaking quickly and I'm uploading them at least three times a day. So for me... Every day you upload three times a day? For their TikTok, yeah. Not mine. No, but yeah, for theirs. Mm -hmm. How do they have that many clips? We are post... <laughs> so what I never thought for mine, I'm going into the backlog. It's not just their new oh. episodes. I post... Almost every day, I will, unless I'm super busy, download an old episode of theirs and cut up a bunch of clips. Really? So I'm constantly posting on there. So then for mine, I'm very used to it because it's very quick for me to do it. But I have to do it in the morning or at night and whatever. What I will say is, 
at some point throughout the week, I know it's really hard. But for me, I just <laughs> like like it it sucks. It's hard, but this is what I do. I will take one night of the week while I'm sitting on my couch watching TV and I will cut, I don't know, three to five clips from the new episode. And then every day that week, post one. This is on a good week. Cause let me be clear. I had a new episode this week. I haven't done any promo for it. Like yes, at same. some point I will maybe get to it this weekend or something or next week, but if you're not going to keep up with it. Honestly, there's no point. Don't put the pressure on yourself. But I find that the podcast clips that I post on my personal TikTok, they just don't do well. Cause it, it might reach my audience, but it's yeah. not reaching new people. Like yeah. I guarantee the post that I got 2 million on dare to self care podcast, TikTok wouldn't have gotten 2 million on my regular TikTok, but then I'll post it to the podcast Instagram account and collaborate with Jen Lauren on Instagram mm, okay. and hopefully get followers from that. But the reason I made my separate TikTok was because one, they don't do well on my personal Instagram. And two, I'm used to keeping up with a podcast TikTok through work. So some weeks I don't really post it at all, but the weeks that I do, I'm going to tell you the only, only way that I find is actually promoting my podcast, allowing people to find it and yeah. translating to downloads. So you've seen an, an increase in downloads. It is like You're ranked now, right? On the Apple charts? Not recently, but like I have ranked, so I have it in my bag. Okay. okay. I'm like, you... <laughs> I wish. No, I haven't in a while, but like I keep it in there. Okay. <laughs> but I do find that it's literally the only thing I can do to get my downloads up. It is literally the only strategy that works it's yeah the podcast algorithm sucks the only thing you can hope for is that a tiktok is going to go viral and some people will save it and go to that episode what i think i'm going to do is i'm honestly going to hire someone so okay if you're going to hire someone and there is a way to keep up with it make the separate tiktok account and like i know yeah it's too much to if it's something you can't keep up with on your own i really think that those clips do so much better on their own TikTok than on yeah. your personal one. Well, and then when people are scrolling on TikTok, they see the name. They see the name of the podcast. They don't know if you're a guest. If they see it on Natalie Barber, they don't know if you're a guest or whatever, yeah, and they yeah. kind of move on. Yep. If they keep seeing these clips and the brand recognition and the name comes up or they save it in their collection, it just, I do feel like it makes a difference. I really do, which is annoying to hear. Ugh, okay. <laughs> it's annoying, but I, I just because that one clip, because they were all just getting like 200 views. Yeah. But as I kept up with it, one of them got 2 million. Which one was it? What was it about? About like how. Gut health one? Yeah. How IBS is like a nervous system dysregulation. Yeah, I saw that one. And that got me from like not even a thousand followers to like 2,500 followers wow. on TikTok. So like if I get one more, even if yeah. it's in two months, like it can keep totally. raking up. And then if you have. 10,000 followers on TikTok, that could also allow you to get better guests because you look more legit, even if you only have however many downloads. So totally. I do think it helps. Well, also with getting that many views on the TikTok account, did that episode do really well? Mm-hmm. So that specific Not episode. crazy well. I will say it doesn't translate as much as you would hope for it to, okay. but the views did 100% increase. increase. And then you see it trickle down to the episode above and below it because they listen to that and then they might binge your other ones. and then. Before you know it, you get a follower. I'm trying to remember. I forget what the TikTok was, but someone who's been like very engaged with my content, like YouTube, podcast, all of it. You know, when you just have someone who you can tell is like DMing you a lot. Yeah. Whatever. She saw a random podcast clip. And now she, even if it's just that one person, she's now super engaged with all my content. Yep. So I really, unfortunately, (laughs) think it helps. And I will say 
I completely learned that through testing it all out on the TikTok at my full-time job. So that's a perfect example of it translating to my own personal brand. And you grew that TikTok account by posting all the time. Like, I wish I could be that consistent on my own. (laughs) But I mean, no, it's helping you. It's setting you up, though. Like, now you know what to do. Like, the second your time opens up, you can do it. I could also, like, if I wanted to, which I won't, but I've considered, like, opening my own agency and being, like, a podcast producer, podcast editor. You would be so editor. at it. Thank you. But then I'm, like, I'm putting myself in position again where I'm the help and not the talent. I yeah. got in, in a cycle of that in the past, and I'm, like, no, just stay at your full-time job and, like, yeah. just be happy and stay put. But you get it. There's always, like, new ideas popping up. A hundred percent. Yeah. I could so see you opening up, like, even, like, a podcast studio. You know, and then having like the people that come record, you can offer them your services. I love that. If I'm going to have a business, though, I need to be so passionate about it to keep going. So like I have ideas all the time, but I'm like, am I really going to want to do that after a month? Probably not, you know? (laughs) I know. That's the hardest part is coming up with things that like you are going to be consistent. Like YouTube. Like we've been consistent for years and years. That's because you genuinely love it. Mm -hmm. So I know that in order to be consistent like that, it needs to be something that I genuinely love. Yeah. You know, the thought pops into my head all the time, like, oh, I could just leave and be freelance and whatever. But to remind myself, no, Jen, too much admin. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then, okay, I want to kind of shift gears just because I really wanted to ask you about this. Okay. (laughs) Oh, nothing that crazy. No. (laughs) You're going to be like, wait, that was it. (laughs) No. Okay. I love your workout studio content content like I love your New York workout content you're training for a marathon you test out all of these workouts. half marathon half marathon (laughs) way more than I can do (laughs) and then like you're always doing you know your reviews what's been your absolute least favorite hated it class and then we'll talk about your favorite one afterwards just got in so much trouble for this Natalie wait you got in trouble it's bad wait what so (laughs) Tracy Henderson gave me a free class a few months ago okay this is bad I don't even know I should be saying this but Tracy Henderson the studio I asked them for a free class because that's what I do I'll like reach out to a studio and say here are my TikTok reviews can I review your class yeah you don't say it's going to be a good review no I say can I review your class that's yeah. it. I don't sign a contract. It's not a brand deal. I won't I won't even yeah. take a brand deal with like a brand unless I already know I love the product because I'm incapable of being fake. So I reached out to them months ago. They gave me a class credit. They were like, but you have to promote our retail. Please show the clothes, whatever. Like, okay. I keep trying to get into this mother class and it's sold out every week for literally three and a half months. So like haven't spoken to them in months and months and months. I finally get in the class this week. Like, forgot about the fact that I was even supposed to write a code for their retail or whatever. I don't know. It's probably like a fuck up on my end, but I hated it. <laughs> Did not go into it saying, I'm going to hate this class and, totally. and make a viral review about the class. Like, that was really not the intention. I was going to do a normal. Honestly, everyone looks like they love it. I was going to just like, you were, yeah, I was going to post a trendy, like, cute, like, I love it video. Like you normally do. Hated it. Hated it so much, which we could get into why, but just to finish the story, I was like, okay, I can't just like come out and be like, okay, I hated this class in the review. So the first video I intentionally was like, I'm going to make this strictly informative. The class is $45. There's no instruction, like all of the points of what you can expect from this class. There's showers, there's lockers, which is what I normally do. And I said, come back for part two on like my personal opinions on it. Yeah. 
And I shouted out the retail. I literally said, look how cute this set is. Okay? okay. Yeah. Second video. No, I tore them to shreds. I said, <laughs> I hated it. Like, this is my personal opinion. I got an email, obviously. <laughs> I, would, I did not know that you would have gotten in trouble for that. <laughs> so much trouble. Like, you could have reached out to me first. Where is your professionalism? There was nothing positive about that. It was a scathing review. You should really think twice before you ruin relationships in this industry for a quick viral moment or something. Wait, I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't fuck up. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> first of all, this is I my opinion. In my stomach. <laughs> I would too, because that's just like me. Terrifying. Yeah. No, but first of all, you it's threatening. were told that you needed to post one video, right? Yeah. Not even. I just said, yeah, in exchange for a review. And I okay. reviewed it and I shouted out the clothes. So you did that. Mm -hmm. You did the review. You said, this is how much, this is 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of a free for all, hot class, whatever. There, done. Thank you. That is all you are guaranteed to do afterwards. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. And also, you never said that you were going to give a positive review. Never. A review means that it has the chance to be negative. It sucks. Obviously. Of course. But it's a risk. Also, like when people gift you a product, because that's basically what it was. It gifted in exchange for whatever. Granted, normally when people gift me an actual product, I'm like, this is not guaranteeing I'm going to post it, but happy to accept it, whatever. But if you're given something for free and there's no contract and there's no brand deal and you're saying you're going to review it, I'm sorry. And what made me feel better was F45 and Dumbo reached out to me that day and said, Hey, like, we love your honest workout class reviews. We need more of that. Can you come in? And I was like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so this didn't ruin my, like, no reputation. In because the <laughs> people also see all of your other stuff. It'd be one thing if all you posted was negative reviews and mm -hmm. you were, like, a hater. You know, it was like, okay, yeah, who's going to invite you in? That's not what It was the do. one, literally, like, the only workout class I ever met that I didn't like. <laughs> and also all of your comments, because I saw that video, all of the comments all agreed. <laughs> were all like, oh my God, thank you for saying this. I'm a You're so real for this. Yes. Like, so yeah. other brands, like if I was another brand, like if I was F45, I would be like, I know, like based People on what trust you said, yep. yes, based on what you said in the video of like, this is why you didn't like it. F45 is probably like, okay, well, I think she'll like our class because it's not like this. At so all. let's invite yeah. her in because people trust her. So no, you did not ruin relationships. Okay. If people see your content, they're going to see that. Like that's They're also on... around the corner. So I got nervous. <laughs> they are going to see me like throw tomatoes on my way in. Like I actually thought about it this morning because it happened like yesterday. <laughs> I was so nervous. Oh I literally God. almost wore a hat. I was like, they cannot see me. I don't know why I always do this. I Also, I can never go back to the well. But I didn't shit on the well. I said... I made a viral TikTok that I said... I saw that one also. <laughs> $35 and you get all of this. Like, that's not bad. I brought them so much business and they changed it to membership only. And everyone would come in and get mad at them. Like, this TikTok said that I could come without being a member. And they're like, well, you shouldn't get all your information on TikTok. And they were starting... So I can never go back there either. But that wasn't your... You gave them a good review. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like, there's places around the city where them? I'm like... <laughs> no, you brought them so much business, though. I had one other encounter. <laughs> There's three. There's one more. I went to F45 and Flatiron, which I love. I'm obsessed with. I've worked with them for so long. Like I went there weekly for months and months, but I got there a minute late once and they were like, I'm so sorry. We literally can't let you come in. And she was so nice about it. And I made a TikTok saying the girl couldn't have been nicer about it. But like, this is how my Monday morning's going. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to the class. I got my period, like whatever it was. Mm -hmm. 
and they were so upset and because the Why? video went so viral <laughs> because I was like they turned me away after one minute they didn't even start the class yet like why couldn't they just let me in? Yeah. But I said four times they couldn't have been nicer about it. And like, I love the girl who came out to me. She was so nice. Yeah. So there are all these places that I can't. <laughs> it's because you're honest. I think that's a really good thing. And, and I love them so much. And I'm going to go back. But well, for F45, a little bit, I was like, I don't want to pass them because I feel bad. F45 invited you back. I know a different studio. But yes, I know I have a great relationship with them. And I deleted the TikTok because I actually have a longstanding relationship with them. I let the video do its thing. I let it reach its peak views. And then after a few weeks, I deleted it. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't have gone viral after that. Yeah. But like, it, it did its thing. <laughs> I just can't believe the Tracy Anderson one. Though. No, I know. But to answer your question, like, I hated it. <laughs> that was my least favorite. And I'll say it, it after they were so mean to me, like, I'm fine continuing saying, like, I really didn't like that class. And some people might like it. And that's totally. Fine. But it bothers me when people expect, okay, if someone's saying something negative about, like, you weren't like, whoever likes this class is an idiot. No, I literally like, said not, I was expecting to like it because they have such positive press. Exactly. So, whatever. It just, you know what? I like most classes. But if you're not going to tell me what to do and I have to crank my neck up to see what the hell you're doing and you're not going to speak or give me any cues and, like, for such unnatural movements. It's different <laughs> if it was, like, just squat for three minutes and yeah. I'm just like watching you and then you switch to a jumping jack. Sure. You're yeah. going to have me face down doing unnatural primal movements and then like <laughs> figure out when you switched into some other unnatural movement. Like, I'm sorry. I just and then like, why was it a million degrees in there while I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing? I just I literally hated it. OK, so. I wanted to ask you about it because I've <laughs> seen so many videos, obviously, of influencers going there. And yeah, people love it. Whenever I watch the videos, though, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, I don't understand. So I thought I'd like it, though. The moves. I thought I would like it. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, these moves hit these tiny muscle groups that you never, like, you know. Yeah. But you really like I have the tightest hamstrings ever. I literally can't touch my toes. You need to be able to like kick out to the side. Which yeah. Someone who is not flexible, I literally can't kick out to the side, which like like that one video I posted where it was like, watch me try to do this move. And I was literally laughing in the video. I wasn't expecting to. I didn't like plan that content. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like, how do you not post that? It was hilarious. It was making fun of myself more than the class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if you look at the people next to me in the video, their legs are straight. I'm just I can't do the class. Yes. Did you respond to the email? Yeah. Should I read it? <laughs> Can you please? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't believe that. I'm actually shocked. I promise to all the brands out there, I'm a really nice person. You're honest. People, brands want that. And I have good relationships with a lot of brands, I swear. No, I I think that that is so much better than a creator okay, that's on the, always like, I love everything when like you know that they never use that product or they never do that. Totally. And then that's why I do the initial review. If here's all the information you need to know to see if it's a class for you. And then secondly, I always do a second review of like, here's my personal opinions if you're curious. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like make your own judgment. So after the initial quick email they sent me, I said, hi, I'm so sorry that this upset your team. I did give an initial review as I stated I would with all of the details on the studio and shouted out the retail as promised. I reached out to review your class and gave my honest opinion while ensuring I provided a strictly informative review video first without personal opinions. 
The follow-up video was to give my authentic and honest review for my community. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend by any means. The class just wasn't for me personally. Most people absolutely love it, and I wanted to relate with people who also have tight hamstrings. I hope you can understand. Who also has tight <laughs> hamstrings. The tight hamstring community needed that. No, it's true. Don't wait months to get into this class if you can't touch your toes. Like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. But if you're like a dancer who doesn't yeah. relate to my video, like, go for it. And then, you know, it was like, none of it was positive. You never reached out before posting your scathing review. Oh, my God. That was what they responded to your email? I would think of the relationships you sacrifice in return for a short moment of virality. It's never worth it in the long run. Threatening. That is actually threatening. So I had a pit in my stomach. And then at 45, reached out and made my day. Because they were like, we need more of this. And I was like, okay. Phew. Also, like, in a week from now, no one's going to remember that review. You know what I'm saying? Until so, like, you post <laughs> Until I post this and then this the clip is going to. No. But, like. That's... Oh, man. I just, Whatever. <laughs> I, this is why I always tell you I can never move to L.A. or anything. Like, I'm incapable. You know, everyone's like, I like being real. Yeah. Like, I'm truly incapable of, like not sharing that email with you like it's a problem but then again like you also know when I'm obsessed like you could see in every single get ready with me video I'm using say beauty like I am yeah. obsessed so you know but I'm not I also don't just go on social media to rip apart businesses like I'm not trying to do no, that you don't that's the one thing though you don't like if, if anything I get I get I really so don't. much like positive like whenever I go on your page I like want to see what you're loving and you're Thank always you. talking about what you're loving. You know, yeah, I'm it's not, not going on to see what you're hating. Totally. It's just I a huge content pillar for me on TikTok specifically is the workout class reviews. And I wanted to be honest about it. Yeah. No one's going to trust you if every class you're like, this is the best class. It's totally. My favorite when it's not. 100%. So with other stuff, if, you know, if I hated them, whatever. I'm not trying to rip businesses apart. However, they were so mean to me after that I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're gonna be like that, then like I actually don't feel bad anymore. No, I wouldn't feel bad. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking about it. <laughs> I would not feel bad. I'm gonna definitely be banned also after like being like on your side, so it's fine. It's fine. Everyone was commenting on my side, honestly. Mm -hmm. Even like it's fine. I'm not gonna call people out, but like <laughs> the video went viral. Like people that other people would know were commenting on it saying, like, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Where have you seen the most growth for you personally? Like, which content pillar has given you the biggest jump, you would say? On TikTok? Or you mean which? Just like your personal brand in general. So the thing is, I see the most growth with certain TikTok videos. However, it doesn't mean people stick around. Yeah. So like I could get a huge jump on TikTok, but I still feel like my engagement is so low because they could follow you and never see your content again. Right. So it's like kind of hard to say. So I would say technically certain TikToks. The workout class reviews or like the naked neighbor stuff, like anything, like it'll be like random, like that was like one yeah. specific instance, but like random New York City stuff. But honestly, yeah, I would say TikTok in general, but that's for anyone. I think videos can just pop off on TikTok more so than like YouTube. Yeah. But the most engagement I've seen is YouTube, okay. honestly. And then like people will be in my DMs about my podcast, but I feel like engagement's highest on YouTube. And then in terms of growth, I see it more frequently on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I loved this conversation. Same. I'm so glad we finally did the I podcast know. because it's been a long time coming and I a know. long time in the works. But where can they find you on all of your social media platforms? Okay. Instagram's Jen underscore Lauren with two N's where you can find all my links on there. TikTok's Jen Lauren with two N's. YouTube is Jen Lauren. One my podcast, <laughs> one N. And my podcast is Dare to Self Care, which you can find on all social platforms as well. And TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. This was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.